Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. I'm Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. This show is always presented by Botano. And as of today, guys, all new format. We're just talking NFL football. Okay? No more sense. <laughs> How Yo. great. My team was awesome. Got a big win in fantasy, Bob. Let's we're gonna talk fantasy football. No, I'm in. No. Yeah. Let's we'll throw a little golf in too. People are too <laughs> mad to talk football. Um, <laughs> we have some stuff to discuss, gentlemen. Uh, we get to tell. We can get to a few other things Bobby. later. I'll, Yorkie, I do want to discuss about you and your new BFF, Doug Gilmore, that you keep posting mm. pictures of. Uh, we can Besties. get to that later as well. Uh, but let's just. I'm gonna delve right into it. Um there's some frustration everywhere and it includes the fans. It includes management. It includes the players. I, there's nobody happy in Sensland. Uh, and I, here's the, here's the boiling point, uh, which was reached on Saturday night uh, with Brady Kachuk. Creating the, the negativity from the outside. It's um, the constant booing and, and the, uh, kind of from the crowd too tonight was um, I understand that they're, a passionate fan base. I understand. I love it, but um, I mean, when you face adversity, you don't you don't turn your back on uh, the the guys out there. Okay, boys, let's get right to it. Uh, and you played with Brady, Bobby, so I'm going to start with you. And you played for DJ. Lots what? of booze showering down. So, yeah, give me your <laughs> assessment of what Brady's talking about, and did he say the right things for you? First, I don't like the comment that nobody's happy in Sensland. I just opened a package that had a poppy and a new mug. So things are looking. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's look happy. That. I'm happy. <laughs> I got a coming in hot mug. Big day. Where the hell's, excited, where the hell's eh? my yes, mug? Yeah. yeah, see, Yorkie didn't <laughs> what, get what one. The, now, where's now, my now, mug? Look, look what you've done. I, I will get one. Got nice mug touch. envy. Nice touch. <laughs> uh, but we'll get serious. Um, I don't have a problem with Brady's comments. I don't have a problem with the fans booing either. Um, they pay money. They 
are absolutely entitled to, to react and feel the way they feel. There were different expectations this year for this team. Um, they're not meeting them at the moment. So I don't have a problem with the fans expressing that. I, th I think that Ottawa has waited a long time to have a team that's competitive and they're not at the moment. Um, so I'm okay with it. I'm also okay with a captain go coming out and saying that. Uh, I don't have a problem with the way he handled it. I don't think he went overboard. I, I, I think he expressed himself well and saying, hey, this is, this is bullshit. We're not quitting. We're here. We're fighting. We're going to try and get this thing right. Uh, I do agree with him in some sense when he did the, the clip that we didn't show where he said we're right there. I don't think this team's that far off. They're, they're a couple mistakes a game away. Um, unfortunately, right now, the mistakes are going in the back of the net. So I, I, I don't think that Brady has ever can ever say he's faulted on effort. The guys follow Brady. The team follows Brady. Uh, DJ's had him ready to compete. They're just not getting the results. So I have, I have zero issue with it. I love Brady's attitude. I love the way he approaches the game. And I, I think he wears his heart on his sleeve, the way he plays and the way he handles the media. So um, I, I have zero issue with it. And I think I, I really like what DJ said today about the way that he embraces the community. The guys love him. None of that's not truthful. That's all truthful. And I don't think Brady would walk back anything he said. Yeah. yeah. Bob, did you ever used to get the, the huge helmet mark after you took your helmet off like Brady? All the time. Yeah. Oh. It's, such, it's so painful, isn't it? When they come in and they're like, hey, let's put this bright camera in your face. So that that helmet mark is very fresh. And so is those comments that Brady made. So basically, you look at it this way. Brady Kachuk is 24 years old. You get a mic shoved in your face when you're still sweating at that fresh helmet mark in your face. You're going to say things. And here's the thing. We all want access. You want raw emotions. That's what you get. You, you get a guy right after a loss. You stick a mic in his face. He's fired up. He's fired up. They, they just they just left the ice. And when you're on the ice and you hear booze, like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be happy about it. So I take whatever he said with a grain of salt. Because I know one thing, it's not going to cheat me in effort. It's not going to cheat me in attitude. It's not going to cheat me in the community. He's going to give above and above and beyond. Anybody in Ottawa knows that. And I, it, it's, okay, it's just, it's, it's raw, it's raw emotion. And I do understand. And I also understand fans. You, I was at the game. I was at the game. The game was uh, a lot of people are frustrated. A lot of people are angry. A lot of people feel like they've been sold a bill of goods. It's not working. But his, I'll flip it around here. This, unfortunately, and people aren't only going to hear this, unfortunately, the team got sold and this process dragged on way too long. So you've got a whole new regime there where this hasn't been going on for five years for them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the issue. And like it or not, People are going to have to be patient. And I know they don't want to hear that, but one major move's already been done. You've replaced the general manager. The one thing you don't want to do if you're a new ownership group, you don't want total chaos going on as soon as you've bought the hockey club and all this change and stuff going on. And I like, listen, okay. I understand. I live here. I'm in the community. I've got friends. They bitch and complain to me all the time <laughs> how they want DJ fired and it's been here too long. And if you really, really want to dissect it, Wally, yes. How I long do. have we really? How long have we really had a good team here for? If you go back to the previous ownership, they weren't trying to 
like they, they weren't trying to win. Like, like everybody knows you had somebody that was. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I disagree. Like, oh. which wait a sec? Which ownership are we talking about? Previous to Melnick I'm, I'm or the Melnick when, era? Listen, when Melnick first came in, he was great. Like he was great. People yes. people forget that people loved him. He was in the stands. He was doing the right things. Yep. But as this time went on, like he put a lot of debt against the team to leverage his lifestyle. Like let's call it what it is. Yep. Like let's okay. just call a spade a spade here. And there was moves made to send Mark Stone out of town, trade this guy, trade that guy. So for a long, like a long time, and I'll even give like Pierre Dorian, whatever it was time. It was time to move on, but nobody wanted the job here as a general manager. Nobody wanted to coach this team. So now this isn't to defend DJ. I'm just going to say this to me is the first time you've really started the, with, with a real team on paper that can win to start off here. Expectations are, are, are pretty high. People are ready to win. And now all of a sudden, I get it. You're frustrated. The team's not winning. I expected more. I picked this team to finish second in the division. Like, like I'm happy about it. <laughs> so okay. hold on, Yorkie. I want you, but you're all over the place. You've gone from Melnick <laughs> to, I just, let's but just I'm bring just it back explaining, to but every, but I hear this, I hear this all the time. DJ's had five years to whatever it's been. Yep. Yep. I don't look at it as five years because there wasn't, like you got agree okay. or disagree. Okay, hold on. We'll get this, to DJ in a sec. We'll get to DJ in a second. I want to finish off with the Brady comments before we move on to yeah the Brady comments. Else to here, it's a one-off. It's it's an okay. emotional guy that said something. I get it. The, the fans are going to forget about it. It's it's uh, it's one thing if you got a guy that cheats the game as lazy, not a good leader, not good in the community. Like it's not Alexi Ashen here that people like. <laughs> no, no, it's Brady so, Kachuk. Hang on. All right, Yorkie. Enough. <laughs> Hold on. There's two things at play here. One is I think you talk about the comments raw after a game. Fair enough. But Brady wanted to make sure he made these comments. There's one thing about professional athletes who speak all the time in front of the camera, i.e. captains or leaders, they know exactly the message they want to portray. And so yeah, yeah. Brady is frustrated and I, he has every right to be frustrated. No one wants to be booed on their own ice. And I don't think fans are booing the team necessarily. I, I think this is all They're pointed not. at, at management Coach. and at DJ it, Smith without question. But here's the thing, the York, you, you, I, I get it, but you, and people there's two we can say well if you if you don't like the food at a restaurant you just don't go and you don't pay and that's how yeah. you you voice your displeasure well like, when a professional sports team one there's only one in the city that's the only it's a monopoly if you will two it's emotion right they people don't look at a professional sports team when they pay their money and go watch just as a entity it's emotion it's them it's what makes them feel who they are so mm -hmm you can't really compare apples to oranges, but you have to understand when the fan base or your customer is this upset for so long that something has to change one way or another. And they don't see the change. And they've been told the customer, Hey, you just keep giving us money. We're going to fix this. When in reality, they haven't fixed it. And now they're four and six. They sit at the mm -hmm. bottom of the Eastern Conference and they're upset because they see the same thing over and over again. Vladimir Tarasenko, your $5 million player, is a third line winger alongside the $2.5 million guy you gave away Alex Dabrinkit for on the other side. There is no sense right now with this organization. That, so I understand they're new. I understand Steve Steos is new. He's learning all this. I don't think they're going to make a coaching change, but people are allowed to go, you know what? 
you're pissing me off because you're not doing very good. And I don't like the effort on the ice. If you want me to keep giving you money, then at least show up and work as hard as I do to earn that paycheck so I can buy those tickets. I 100% agree with you. I, I, that's not exactly what I said. The fans have every right to be angry. I get, I was in the building. I want to see the team win. Like, but the problem is to your point, you just said it, this regime inherit this regime never would have signed Vladimir Tarasenko to $5 million. And I'm not saying he's playing poorly or he's, he's not the right fit. No, like, what do you, like, what's the problem with this team? It's not scoring goals. No, so, like, I think they're fourth in the league in goals per game. If you really want to know what the problem with this team is, you don't have enough 200 foot players in this lineup. If you look at teams that consistently win in the National Hockey League, they have forwards that understand what it takes to play a 200 foot game. Ottawa just doesn't have that on. on and, and you look at who they went out and got this summer. He added Vladimir Tarasenko. Can he score? Absolutely. Is he a 200 foot player? No, he's not. You brought in Kubalik. Right now, he's not really scoring that much, and he's not really a 200-foot player either. And what I mean by a 200-foot player, and I'll give you a, a prime example. I know this is one of the better players in the league. Tell me a player on this roster who plays the game like a William Carlson. Tell me who plays the game mm -hmm. like a Mark Stone. Tell me like guys that understand the defensive side of the game. Well, that's the coach's job to teach them that. Well, unfortunately, on this roster, Tim Stutzla is still figuring it out. The guy's 21 yeah. years old. It You just don't magically pop up into the league and say, hey, hey I'm going to be a 200-foot player now. Like, yeah. Doesn't work do that way. It, how do you think it went for Sidney Crosby in his first few? <laughs> he couldn't even win a goddamn face-off. How did it <laughs> work for how did things work for Nathan McKinnon all those early years in Colorado? Unfortunately, this where this team's at right now, and I'll, I'll, I'll blame myself. I overvalued them as well because I just don't think, I just don't think a lot of the forwards understand how to be on the right side of the puck, how to play a 200 foot yes. game. And I'll look at Matthew. But they've Joseph. never been accountable. Like well, from what we I'll see agree, I'll, now, I'll agree. That, I'll agree with you on that. I'll agree with you the, on that. And Bobby, you can help. I mean, it's been a bit for you to, since you played with DJ, but I don't know what happens in video meetings. I don't know what happens in the locker room necessarily when it comes to holding players accountable, but for five years, we've seen the same thing, different players in and out of the lineup. It's the same results in goals in goals against average in the last seven years, 30, 31, 30, 27, 22, 20, 27 yeah. at some, and I'm, this isn't on the goaltending. This just means yeah. like defensively yeah. they're horrendous. And I think DJ even alluded to that again. And then he said yeah. they weren't ready to start the first or that Tampa was better than the first. I, well then be ready how are you not ready how do you be ready Bob? you have one job and that's to win the game i you know what you're not going to hear how i was always getting ready <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i was a hot tub of a chew and maybe a little soccer i was ready um you know what though dj does and i my experience with him was minimal so i don't know how he's coached the young guys that have come in after me i i think I, I think that DJ was was probably using kid gloves for a long period of time. And now that now that they have to come off, it's an awkward transition for him. Um, you're not coaching, you're teaching for 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 years there. They give up way too many grade A chances, way too many. Um, you can settle for 
40 shots a night if they're from the outside. Problem is, there are guys wide open in the slot. <laughs> wide open. And um, and you know, I've I've been in the room with DJ. He holds guys accountable, he holds guys accountable in video. He's not not telling these guys what's going on. It's falling on deaf ears, or they're just dumb, right? <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell I, you. I, I, otherwise. I, here, so here's here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you. Who are the who are the three most important people in your in in, in the D zone for defensive structure? Who Bob, who are the three most besides the goalie? Who the 2D in the center, right? 100 percent Okay. As it stands right now, this is who you're rolling out for your structure mm-hmm. in your own zone. You've got Tim Stutzla, who I'm pretty sure his entire life never had to play any defense. <laughs> well, that's not fair. You don't know. Have you watched him play? Do you, think anybody, do, you th- do you think anybody else had the puck when he was on the ice when he was a kid? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but there's also injuries. There's also Bob, injuries. How much, Bob, Bob, how much defense, how much defensive scheming was Tim Stutzler learning as he grew up? Bagels. <laughs> so I'll look at and I'll look at Josh Norris, for example. He's played one full season in the NHL. One full one. Right. Yeah. He's played one full season when the senators were shitty. He scored 35 goals and a lot of five three losses. I'm not yeah. saying he's not a good player. I'm not saying he's a great talent, but he hasn't figured out what it takes to play a 200 foot game in the NHL yet. He just hasn't. It takes time. He's had a ton of injuries. He's had a lot of unfortunate incidents with, with the shoulder popping out. This guy still has to learn what it's like to compete in the league day in and day out, and it just doesn't happen overnight. Then you got it's pretty telling when Ridley Gregg is your best two-way centerman to start yes. the season off, yeah. right? Well, what yeah. does that tell you? What does that tell you? Well, it tells me he really wants to play in the National Hockey League and he's gonna do everything he can to keep his spot. And when a guy like Rourke Chartray is being put into a ton of key defensive situations, what does that tell you? Yeah. That's one of these days buy. you'll say his name right. One of these days, I promise. <laughs> I can keep my, uh, but here's like like that's out there and shut for, down Braden Point, Rourke. <laughs> Rourke, you get out there and oh, hey, listen, not to not to not to diss what he's doing because I think he's given you everything he's got. But yeah. That's why he's out there. But in, in, but the good teams, like the good two hundred foot teams in the league. Their best players kill penalties, right? Back to the yes, I agree. But going to the defensive zone, arguably the D and the centers are. I, I mean, inarguably, excuse me. The D and the centers are the most important part of the structure. What I don't understand with the way that defensemen move along the blue line now, jumping in and out of the play. You know, the banana hook where you come in and out. Yeah. The next guy comes over. A lot of switches. Why in the world? And this isn't a DJ thing. This is a coaching thing. Leave the defenseman up there. Don't run at them. They're going to pass by you. They're going to jump by you. And DJ is very good about telling guys, get a piece. If they're going to pass the puck by you, get a piece. Slow them down. Don't let them jump. I I watched the game the other night. Guys run out there. The puck moves. And they just keep going north. (laughs) um, And and Sergachev in particular jumped four or five different times right behind the guy. And and then you have 15 feet of space around you. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why you don't get to the house, let the D have the puck, and when they take that shot from the point, then you deploy yeah. everybody. One just to just to go off that point, but one thing I, I 
I do kind of disagree with what this, I, I know one of the big things the Sens staff wants is to box guys out. Mm-hmm. You hear this, box guys out in front of the net, box guys. And you'll, and you'll find the Senators D are, are so all consumed with boxing out. It's a hard, it's a really hard thing to do in the NHL, but the way I do it or the way I was taught, and I've talked about this with a lot of guys is sometimes boxing out's not the best play. Sometimes you got to front that forward. And I, I was a big believer as a defenseman when you're in front of the net, when you, when you, when that puck goes to the point, you got to make a determination very quickly in your head. Is yeah. he going to take a shot that's going to be a slap shot? Then I've got to just get the guy's stick, try and box out, but more importantly, get a stick. But if I know he only has enough time to take a wrist shot because my forward's doing such a good job, that's all he's going to do, then I'm going to jump in front of that D. And now my job is to block that shot. I find that the, that the Senators defensemen do a really poor job of making that determination where it'll be a slow floater coming and they're trying to box out, box out, box out. And it's just a double screen instead of get out and block that shot. Yeah. Like, block that shot. You end the threat because I always found some of the worst plays, some of the most dangerous plays are those little floaters that come to the front end. How many times have we seen that with the Senators? It just gets to the front of the net, and they're, they're so busy boxing out. Mayhem. That uh, it may, Mayhem ensues, right? Yeah. You know what? That is the that is the most degrading thing in the world as a forward. You get body position. You beat your D to the net. You know who's the best I've ever played at? Um, and his name just popped up in my mind when you were thinking about Ryan Suter. He would, yeah. actually, he would actually let you win the race to the net to, to screen the goalie. And then just very smartly step around you, block yeah. the shot and go the other way. And you're like, I did my job. I got to the front of the net. I did everything I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and now I feel stupid because I'm skating this way. <laughs> like it's so, but that's it's so degrading. There's, there's, there's a lot of different opinions on that. Some coaches think it's best to just box out, box out, box out. I'm a yeah. firm believer. It's not always that simple. There's a decision to be made there. And that's where I think the senators can really improve and just teaching their defensemen and maybe they are just maybe they are doing it they're just not doing it it's just i i don't see that and that's something that i would like to see change yeah. uh we have lots to discuss first i need to pay some bills so as always uh and let me take care of you guys today i know you've had a long weekend uh this okay. show is always proudly presented by botano go to botano.ca or download the award-winning app and get in on all the action same game parlays live bet builder um also you can well, the Ottawa Senators have fallen now to second last in the Atlantic Division for winning the division after they were up to sixth. Uh, lots of change in that. Boston, obviously, the favorites of now. Uh, Botano, where the game starts now. Also, BEI, uh, Bonisher Excavating Inc., heavy civil general contractors for all your aggregate topsoils need, topsoil sales and needs. Uh, BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. They are uh, leaders when it comes to getting stuff done in the uh, – Ottawa Valley and Bobby as a reminder for them to slow down in construction zones. Uh, and we also, aware. we have uh, we have a new partner to add to the show today. Uh, we have joined now with sober carpenter. They're a non-alcoholic uh, beer company, um, real craft beer, no alcohol. They're award-winning by the way. Uh, keep the flavor and Bob only 55, 60 calories per can. Enjoy oh. a range of non-alcoholic beers. Uh, Schwartzy approved, maybe. So good that you won't have to compromise on taste if you also want a healthier lifestyle. So good that you will forget it's non-alcoholic. Look for it at Sobeys, Loblaws, Whole Foods, Metro, some uh, Farm Boy, I guess. I don't know. It's a small little shop. Uh, and other retailers. 
SoberCarpenter.com. Also, if you uh, sign up for their newsletter, get 10% off. Order two cases. I think you get free shipping and 15% off. Sober Carpenter, we're uh, happy to have you on board yes. and look forward to uh, a few beverages every once in a while. Uh, and f- also, because uh, Gavin's probably just losing his mind, this show brought to you by DoorDash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, with restaurants, groceries, pharmacies, bakeries, flower shops, and more, DoorDash really has everything you need to make the holiday special. I'm I'm tired of the holidays already. My wife has recorded every Christmas movie on the PBR. Yeah. Um, for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, all uppercase letters, that's NATION25, up to a $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. In the App Store, enter code nation 25 and with that comes today's hot or cold and in the hot or cold uh, i'll just take this one because you guys have been negative all day actually it'll be negative as well the penalty kill <laughs> in the last six games has been cold they are uh, 65 right now uh they've given up uh seven goals on 20 chances the save percentage is at 714 and overall they sit 23rd in the league i and part of that is eric brandstrom and of course Team MVP, apparently, Artem Zub out of the lineup. Artem mm. Zub, however, uh, is skating today, yeah. took a regular spot. Uh, uh, so we, I suspect we'll see him against Toronto on Wednesday. Thank goodness. Eric Brandstrom, he uh, skated wearing the yellow non-contact, non-contact jersey. I don't know how far away he is, but he has been quietly very good defensively. Uh, in the penalty kill. Uh, I think we've all kind of been a little hard on him, but I think he's looked pretty good. So getting those guys back will certainly, certainly help on the BK. Yeah, no, for sure. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Zub is, uh, you're just seeing how important Zub is out of the lineup. Right, right shot yeah. D. Like that would be one thing I could see if you, this regime is, is trying to get, trying to bring in a veteran right shot D man. That, that, that would be right, right at the top of my shopping list. If I'm looking to do something, I'd agree with that. So, I, I'd uh, agree. I, yeah, 100%. There have been a couple of notes in the uh, the chat that I have uh, meaning to bring up. One of them is uh, so there's been a every once in a while we see Jacques Martin's name pop up. People would like to yeah. see Jacques Martin come in as a defensive, perhaps specialist, assistant coach. I'm all on board for that. The other one was just about, uh, I'll have to get back to it, but I, I know one of the things about. Uh, everybody says Brady Kachuk is flying the zone and he's not doing anything to help defensively. Yorkie, and funny enough, you and I had a conversation about that this morning. So you tell mm-hmm. people why that is. Well, that's part of that. That's well, Bob, you played in the system. That's part of what you do. Eh? When you got full possession of the puck, that, that far winger is flying, right? It's to stretch it the other D to create some more to create some more space in the neutral zone. It actually works pretty well when you have Timmy Stutzel on the ice because that yep. opens up the whole neutral zone. It backs the D off. And if you get the puck into Timmy's hands early, that's when you see him. And that's one thing I hear everybody saying the Sens are a dump and chase team. Well, not when Stutzel's on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> right. He, 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 uh, that, that's what it, 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 it's a tactic created, but you got to have, you got to have full possession. You can't be flying the zone when you don't have full possession because you're, you're, you're on the wrong side of the puck. That's what being on the wrong side of the puck, full possession, fly the zone gives more time and space for Stutzla. And then he's going to have all kinds of room to maneuver through the neutral zone. I, but anything to add on that, Bob? No, I think you're correct. I think I think Brady could use better judgment on when to fly and when not to. 
for Agreed. for me, he should be taking off on zero 50, 50 pucks at this time right now. Like you can't, you can't afford to, but when you're, do you have, especially if you're out there with a Sanderson or somebody that could break the puck out by themselves, when you have, when you have possession go, um, and, and like when we're trying to stress it, the people listening to us, what, what you want to do is nobody's going to leave Brady unchecked back there. Somebody's going to come back with them and you're opening up, you're opening up 50 feet of ice for Timmy to essentially be able to gain the zone with the puck. And then that's, and, and then you can let Timmy play the way he's supposed to play and the way he wants to play. Um, so Brady's not doing anything. He's not being told to do. I just think he can be better in his reads on it. Cause I, I noticed it the other night as well. Yeah, a lot of teams called a cutter or a slasher. You'll send slasher, that. Yeah. Like you, you'll see when you're don't have the blackboard here, but when your D's coming around the net with the puck, you'll you'll send the guy up and behind the D. It's a slasher to back off the D. So it's it's a lot of teams do it. Like um, one of the biggest guys they used to do it in Chicago was Joel Joel Quenville. They used to. They mm -hmm. used to send guys right away. Like it's painful as... to it's painful to play against though, Yorkie, because they just their D were never great. They would have just yeah. rim that puck so hard and know that they had a guy north of the red line that would get it because yeah. the D comes back with them that would get it, and you just bump it underneath to a cane who's coming up with all that speed and all that time. Yeah, it, you're, yeah. it's a great, great team to pick because I played against them in the Western Conference for so long. It's yeah, brutal. I remember. I, I remember. Well, they they had the horses to do it with too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, some, some pretty quick guys as a defenseman too you got to respect that guy so it, it i know why you do it and it's it's not this isn't just something the ottawa senators do a lot of teams do it you know as soon as they took it at the red line a long time ago it's like giddy up how do, how, yeah. how do you how do you maximize that neutral zone to your advantage and you know that's some of the difference with some of the more you know there's other coaches like everybody tighter come out as a group five foot passes which as long as your center is nice, I, I this is, I I don't mind the slasher. As long as your center is always below the puck, and that's another thing. Yeah, what happens to the center? Sometimes their center gets too high. I'll see that with Josh Norris. Sometimes he's he's too far on top of the puck, and you end up getting it, and you already got a guy in your face. It's just, I'm telling you, like that's playing the center ice position in the NHL. It it. it it takes a while to really master the craft, not offensively, but being good and as quote unquote a 200 foot player. Like I played with Patrice Bergeron, uh, I believe it was his second year in Boston. He wasn't that good. Like he didn't yeah. he, he didn't arrive in the NHL as Patrice Bergeron, Bergeron the Selkie winner. Almost he just made a meal out of that name. <laughs> yeah. But it just it it it, uh, it takes a while and and listen back to my point I get it I I totally understand why fans are frustrated um, and, and I'm not saying they don't need to make a change I'm telling you why it's not going to happen right now yeah. because um, this is uh, this is a whole new you know you did, the worst the worst but, possible thing you could do right now is 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 make a knee jerk reaction. If you are Steve Steos and Michael Andler, make a knee-jerk reaction and do something right now. You want to make sure if you are going to make a change, you 100% have the right person because you don't want to make another one a year later. Exactly. So you better, you exactly. don't want to do that. Then all of a sudden, it's just chaos. So I get it, but I also get what's going on. And uh... Okay. All right. So, Yorkie, you don't want to make a change of coach. I get it because you still need to have a GM come in. While I do believe this is... Steve Steos' team, if you will, and Michael Landlauer, the GM will have some kind of say. Like 
Claude Julian's not coming here unless he knows who the GM's going to be, is what I'm thinking. Now, maybe they already have somebody in mind, but they still want to go and yeah. talk to other people. So yeah. so what do you do? So I, by the way, I don't think DJ, unless, and I said this in the last show, unless they lose like 12 in a row, I don't think there's a change. And if there is, nope. I suspect it's an assistant coach that comes in and takes over if they do that. Yeah. But personally, okay, but what do you do, Yorkie? Yeah. How do you appease the fans at this point? I know the fans want a head. The fans want a head well, on a platter. It's not that they want. They just want. They want to watch <laughs> their team on the ice look like they give a shit. And right now, it doesn't look that way. It looks like they would like to score goals, and that's fun. But when it comes to the other end of the ice, yeah. Nah, well, just mm -hmm. let me know when you got the puck, and I'll be up at the blue line. Hey, hey, hey! I did that for fourteen years. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. But, but you yeah, did get to an Eastern well. Conference final. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Some timely goals at that playoff, too. But yeah, just a couple. Timely, <laughs> just a couple. Eh? What a playoff that was for Mr. Ryan. Yeah. So here's what's – you and I were talking about this morning. Wally and, I, Wally and I actually had a little call this morning. Bob, what do you think Tim Stutzla played last game for ice time? Okay, hang on. Hang on. We'll get to that one sec. I just oh, want you to – Yeah, just answer the question. What do you do to appease fans? How do you make sure that they don't stay home and become apathetic until this kind of nonsense gets figured out? Because as of right now, it's a lost season, and we're 10 games in. It's make not a me loss. Hey, it's, it's, not, not whoa, a loss. Whoa, it's not a lost whoa. season. You Explain want, you, to me what's different from this year right now than what's been different in the last few years. You got new owners that you know are going to no, do they the don't, right They thing. don't perform on the ice. They have yeah, yet yes. to score a goal. Yeah, but there's no signs up in this. There's no signs up on the uh, city that say uh, Andlauer out. And there's, there's, Yorkie, not, there's this not... has nothing to do with the ownership. It I want to go to a game and watch them win. What is going what? to make me want to come and see if they're going to win? Because right now it doesn't look like they can win a hockey game. Well, I, I'm not going to argue that. I'm going to say, well, listen, I'm going to disagree with you on that. People were staying away before, not just because the team was losing. They were staying away because they didn't want to give Melnick any money. I, this is, but the, this but, has nothing to do with that. I'm t right now. What is making you want to buy a ticket? For the love of God, will you stay on point? I'm gonna tell you right now. If they beat Toronto Wednesday night, yeah, watch the mood change. I'm not gonna say they're gonna do that, but you got how are they gonna change it? Win a hockey game. That's the only way you're gonna change it. You got to win. I got nothing. I'm in, I'm in referee mode, guys. <laughs> That's like, like, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending the coaches. I'm just telling you why something. Why things aren't going to get changed right now. Um, and if you want to change things, you got to win. So the only thing it's 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 going to be tough to win right now with the roster you have to put on the ice. Zoob's going to help, but you, you look at that roster the other night. You've got Chikrin, who's 25 years old. You've got Sanderson, who's 21, who's played one year. And after that, like you're going against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I know they're missing their goaltender, but when you got to play 2D over 27 minutes and Stutzler was up around 24, 25, like it's just, it's, it's not a good recipe for success. So. They gotta find. They gotta find a way. They need one of their goalies. Corpusella wasn't great. They gotta win. 
the goalie's going to have to steal a game in Toronto. They're going to have to play very simple. Um, they're going to have to clean things up defensively. And, and I'm sure they're doing video and going over things. Like it's, it's, it's this team right now, they're just not very good. They're not very confident. And you can tell how anxious they're playing. You can tell that they're feeling mm-hmm. that feeling the what's being said. And here's the other thing. You take on the personality of your coach as a hockey club right now. Sure, the coaching staff is anxious, and it's just it's a it's a very nervous team to watch play right now. They're very fragile. How do you fix it? I've been in situations like that. You just gotta win. <laughs> That's all it is. Easier said than done, but the heat will get turned up even even higher if they lose in Toronto. Um, but they got to find a way to win one hockey game, and then all of a sudden your fortunes could change that quickly. If they don't, I agree, the heat's going to get turned up even higher. It's going to be an oven. We're going to be it's going to be baking. So these guys need a, they need a win in the worst way. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I don't oh, disagree. Bob, still with us? I, yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm here, guys. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for letting me participate. Uh, but I, I couldn't agree more. There's, there's, I mean, a, a win in Toronto against a rival would change a lot of things. Um, but for me, I just, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm Toronto right now, and I'm looking at that lineup, especially down the yeah. middle in the back end, and I'm Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander. I'm salivating. So it's gonna be <laughs> the goalie's the goalie's gotta the goalie's gotta steal one. Well this this is exactly the game that they need. They yeah. need the threat of being completely embarrassed to want to play harder defensively. I just Yorkie, I don't even care if they win. I just want them to when they take to the ice to compete and not to like there was I forget who it was that walked right down the middle of the ice and had a wide open shot on net, like because mm-hmm. the puck came off the wall and nobody tried to defend it. Yeah, I, just, what, uh, I remember I, the play. I, yeah, yeah, I just want that to stop. That's all. Oh. So you just hey. compete. They, I, I don't I, think I, you're ever going to have to worry about the compete level in the Battle of Alberta when Brady's dragging you into the fray. So I, Ontario. I, what did I say? Alberta. The Alberta. Other Kachuk, sorry. sorry. On, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, apologies. <laughs> apologies. You say I Alberta? Never, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It rolls off the tongue mm-hmm. easier, I guess. But nonetheless, <laughs> great. It's not even DJ Brady's going to have those guys ready, especially after yep. his comments. They're going to be ready yes. to go, and they won't let Brady down. I I totally understand that. Okay, not. so Yorkie, there was I would say early... I would sorry I'd say for me like Josh Norris. How many games has he played now? Is he uh, up to six? I, I know he's got. Seven, I, but... why, why can't he's... you ever look up your own stats? Whatever it is, seven <laughs> games. I, I think Josh I now. 
unfortunately, unfortunately for Josh, it's he's going to have to he's going to have what his role is going to be on this team moving forward. He has to be a 200 foot player and he's going to a guy like him. It's now time to really step up like like I would agree with you. Um, And I I don't like the comparison because I I, very unfair to Josh, but he's got to be a little more. I was watching the game the other night and then I followed L.A. the next night. Um, the perfect example in the NHL of a 200 foot center is Andre Kopitar. The way he right. plays, the way he's yeah. underneath at all times, he he never lets the puck get behind him. Um, and if the puck does, he's got his guy. He's just aware of everything around him. Josh could play in that mold. I think he's a better scorer than Andre is. Uh, um, although you know, Andre's just quietly put together a point of game career for the most part. Josh can play like that defensively and still get his cookies. So I would be I would be showing him a lot of video of the way Anjay is defensively and how he gets north after the fact. Well, I I, I brought up William William Carlson for example, Bobby. Right. He scored forty. What do you get? Forty some goals one year. Yeah. They won the Stanley Cup last year. He wasn't even a point of game player. Now he's getting some points. Just love how those are guys that you win with. They mm-hmm. just. They're on the right side yep. of the puck, and you sacrifice a little of your offense. Um, it's it, listen, it's it's tough for Josh missing all that time, but he to me, he has to be a stabilizing force down the down the middle if this team's going to have success. He's got to be, he's got to be gritty. He's got to be hard. Every single team that wins just has guys like that down the middle. And to me, that's one of the biggest weaknesses on the center on the on the on the Senators. They're yeah. so young down the middle. Thin. Like I said, when when Ridley Gregg's your hardest guy to play against, I'm not saying it's when Timmy has the puck. Obviously, he is, but your your hard nosed centerman, that's pretty telling with your group. Okay, so there was a question. I'm going to continue on this line. Uh, there was a question in about earlier in the chat about Tim Stutzler's play. He is a he's got 11 points in 10 games. So I, I want to temper this <laughs> that he's put up very good numbers, but people seem like there's something that's just off if you will with tim stutzler and you two can tell me if i'm wrong but it doesn't it just feels like he's not playing i don't know maybe it's defensive there's something that tell me i'm wrong um when you watch his game and so uh i know yorkie's got a point and we'll get to the board in a sec yeah you know i i gotta be honest um i i would agree but i think the expectations were way too high I, yes. I, I think that everybody yes. thought we had a 115 point player on our hands when we were very cautious throughout the summer and, and into the season to say, no, we'd actually like him to be a point per game player and be a little better defensively. And I, I think that, um, I, I think that he's heard some of the noise and is expected to say, well, I came out of the game, not on the minus side, but I had a point and I was okay. And that's not, that's not like, it's not realistic. So I think he's just, I don't want to say he's uninspired because I don't think that's the case. I think he, when he gets the puck, he's all go. Um, He's doing too much. That's okay. If you're going to break it down, that's a good way to put it. If you're going to say that, I I think he's, he's overdoing it with the puck at times. I think he's cheating the game at times. Cause he wants so badly to win. Yeah. Right. I think that, and that's what, and I think DJ alluded to perhaps today, guys are trying so hard to win that they may be sacrificing things just to try and score goals, which ends up being in the back of their net, right? It's All those little mistakes right. cost it. Yes. It's the biggest mistake you can make is to say, Hey, we're going to outscore them. And that never works that way. 
you start to play run and gun, you're loose, and then you got three on twos and two on ones going the other way all night long. Um, yeah. But but so to your point on Stutzel, I would agree that he's yeah. overdoing it. That's a great point. He's playing way too much. Agreed. Yeah. He's playing way Agreed. too much. It is. Yeah. It is. And I get it. It's. It, it, and this is. Then this is the problem when you have coaches whose backs are against the wall and they know they have to. They know what's happened the last November. You're looking down the bench. Hey, I'm going to put Tim Stutz on the ice too because I'm. This guy's giving me the, the probably the biggest chance of winning, but. And that's the problem when you have a lack of depth down the middle. You got a Josh Norris that's just come back. Ridley Gregg's now out of the lineup. You got Sharche in there, and then you got um, your Vette there. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you're playing Tampa Bay Lightning. What do you do? Oh, well, I'm going to put Tim Switzel on the ice. 24 minutes. I mean, Basically that's... 25. 24. So for those who are listening on audio podcast version, um, these are Tim Stutzler's ice times the last six games. Uh, and I'll yeah. read them in order. This is 2050, 2443, 2314, 1826. That's a win at Pittsburgh. 2336, 2450 in the last game. He's averaging 2236 right now in those last so six games, which would make him the most uh, played forward in the National Hockey League. Leon Dreisaitl leads all forwards at 22, or sorry, 20 yeah. through 2226, I think it is. Yeah, so like, that was that was more that was three minutes almost three minutes more than the guy who plays the most in the NHL. Bob, you ever played twenty five minutes in a game? Twice. Bes- besides yeah. OT. Uh, once without OT. Yeah, so, I was cooked. I was young, but I was cooked. <laughs> so I was cooked. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give people a uh, an idea of what it's like to play. I was at, I used to average when I was a top two defense for for a few years. 22 23 a heavy night would be 25 but you can rest when you're playing d and and the problem is as a center when you rest bad things happen yeah you can't take a shift off so (laughs) like when we used to have a stopwatch on the bench and i think stutzel's average shift length was over 50 seconds it is humanly impossible to play that much and go 100 all the time you can't do it your body can't do it and we used to do these skate tests in practice. We go up and down, up and down, and after 30 seconds, you're cooked. So how do you do it? Well, you have to take certain points in a game where you're not you're you're kind of gliding and stuff to make sure you can last that long. But I understand why he's doing it. He wants to win. He's so competitive. He wants to make a difference, and that's why sometimes you hear this analogy: less is sometimes better where you keep you're pressing you're pressing into what everybody's saying he's trying so hard but when you try that hard you play that much you start to make mental mistakes you start turning the puck over you start doing things because after about 40 seconds then you get over 50 you're not thinking like you normally should on the ice it's just hey bob i've been there end of a shift you're gassed yeah you, that's when bad stuff happens so it's a catch 22 you you want to win but at the same time, it's usually win by by taking short shifts, 30, 40, 45 seconds. It, it's a tough situation. I totally understand why they're doing it, but it's 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 to me, it makes it worse. It makes it worse. And that's why injuries play a huge people will say, well, this guy, it doesn't matter. But that's that's the gotcha when you have guys injured. You overextend guys like this and, and they end up making mistakes. And then you see 
six, four hockey games because yeah. you got a guy playing 25 minutes. So for me, he's doing way too much. And to your point, Wally, the one they, the game they won in Pittsburgh, they're pretty good. 18 minutes. Well, let's not hang that 18 minutes on anything other than the fact that Pittsburgh was fucking horrendous. And they're yeah. bad. Yes. Okay. They're bad. Yes. So they finally went to Timmy and said, Hey, we can take you, we could take you down under the 20 minute mark. But I will say this as a guy that, you know, during my time in Anaheim, we arguably had one of the better lines in the league and we played, we rolled and we were 19 to 22 minutes most nights. Um, How good you feel? I felt great at 19 and 20. You yeah. get up into the 22s and you don't feel good at all. Um, but this is what I'm talking about when you have shifts that are over 50 seconds and take in mind that, um, you know, the power play really hurts that when, when it's a big power play night, Tim's Tim's shift average is going to come up and that those are easy minutes because it's power play. Yeah. But I will say it's amazing how low your give a shit meter goes on attention to detail when you know you're going right back out on the ice. Yes. Uh-huh. You you and 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 you don't take it for granted. It's not a selfish thing. You just know that you can make the mistake because they don't have the luxury of putting Norris, Pinto, whatever the whatever the other four centers or three centers might be. He knows he's going right back out. He's got free reign to do what he wants, and that makes it harder to play and pay attention to detail. Yeah, so great I, point. I, I, yeah, I just want that you know so solidified for people to understand that. The other thing I'd like to talk about is shift link time. And Bob was when you played for DJ, was there a, sh- a shift link time? No, DJ wasn't. And you'll have to forgive me because I didn't, I didn't have that much experience with them. Obviously, right. it was a different kind of year. Um, he he, like any other coach, was very very adamant on shorter shifts in that forty to. 45 second range. I think the magic number was always 43. And then when they would bring you in, they would show you the sheet and say, Hey, you're up around the 49 mark. Let's cut that down. But DJ wasn't as mathematical about it as other people. He would just say, Hey, they got a little long last night. Um, and that's all you need to be told really as a forward, you get that. When I was like, my, sorry, my early years in Ottawa, when we didn't have great teams and we were winning by little things, we had the stopwatch on the bench. We had our, no. we, had our mas- we had our massage guy, Brad Joyal, great guy, rest in uh, peace, Brad. Um, yeah, great man. Brad had the stopwatch, and he'd be down with the D, and he'd yell twenty five. I never knew that thirty. And then you'd, we used to practice line changes. It was crazy, like crazy. But hey, we weren't that talented, so we had to do all these little things to, to help us win. We even practiced dumping the puck in. Oh, yeah. We used to practice full full yard sale line changes with Randy Carlisle where you would have to dump it in and then you we did the same thing. To, they would come to the bench and you'd actually have to jump over the boards, get into defensive structure. They'd come dump the puck in, you'd break it out, dump it in. You, you're practicing dumpins. Yeah, it's, yeah. We it's had amazing. to yeah. we had a rule. The dumping, we weren't allowed to do cross corners. It was a hard around, had to be mm-hmm. up in the glass or a soft chip behind the D. That yep. was it. No cross corners allowed. And then we did a ton of chipping in the neutral zone. I remember Jacques. Jacques used to sit there. He had an old Peter Forsberg wood stick. He had to chip the puck. It had to be a foot off the ice over his little wood titan and do it over and over again. Painful. Attention to, attention to detail. Like, like it's, yes. uh, I, I am a big believer. I am a big believer in that. 
I, so, I am too, but those drills were ridiculous, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I ended Shoot up using that for the rebound drill. I remember Getzoff came down uh, one time and we were in drill five or six of shoot off the pads for the guy driving. And as the guy driving, you know, the goalie's just going to kick it into the corner and you're, you're doing whatever. You know, you're but, not, you know yeah, you're just, you're finally anything. came down and blew one over uh, Jonas Hiller's shoulder and in the net and, Randy Carlisle goes, what the F was that? And he goes, if I got off the pads, I'd be making 2.5. What a great line. (laughs) Uh, Bob, you played over 25 minutes four times in your career in the regular season, twice in regulation. Oh, wow. All in Anaheim, I would imagine. Uh, San Jose in uh, 2009 and then against the Islanders in 2010. I remember this. The San Jose game was the one that I remembered because that rink's always hot. Uh, I want to say that Getzlaff might not have been with us that night. He might have been hurt. You'll have to look. Looking. Um, He's not on the list. Yeah, so he just rolled Corey Perry and I out with whoever was up every other shift. It was... (laughs) By the third period, Corey's like, I'm fighting. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> He's like, I'm fighting. I need five minutes. I was like, if you fight, I'm going to have to do it with you. So like, let's just, let's just get through this. But yeah, I in remember the, that game. It was like in 25. the second period, he yeah. got a double minor, two minutes for roughing, and then two minutes for interference served by Bobby Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So we took a break together. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Wow. That's so good. It was always an interesting thing. You never knew what Corey you were going to get. Uh, <laughs> never knew. He would look down uh, at me at the bench, Yorkie, in bad games and go like this. Tighten up the chin strap. And you're just like, we're doing it again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he'd be behind the goalie poking him. <laughs> I'm like, it's, we're already minus two. Can we just get out of here? <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, fu- I do. Hey, look, th- we do have a bit of positive news. Okay. In today's Did You Know? So uh, we'll end the show with some positivity. How about that? Love it. Uh, by the way, if you haven't already gone to Daily Faceoff, I just got to get the piece of paper. Sorry. Dailyfaceoff.com uh, and start the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. It is up. It is running. Um, get in on all the action and win tons of prizes. The Wendy's, uh, sorry, Wendy's is offering all season long with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool, including Wendy's newest addition to their all-star burger lineup. This is the best time of the day. The very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Enjoy the applewood smoked bacon, crispy onions, and cheese melts over the fresh, never frozen Canadian beef. Download the Wendy's app and get set for daily face-off survivor pool sponsored by Wendy's. Uh, and in today's Did You Know, gentlemen. Oh, here, by the way, here's what it looks like if you go to the Daily Face-Off uh, website. You'll see you just get to pick one of the uh, 10 things. And then you can continue on all week long. So it runs all week, Monday to Saturday. And then on Sunday, it resets and do it all over again on Monday. Uh, by the end of the year, I think you went up to $5,000. So uh, get on the daily face-off survivor pool. Okay. In today's Did You Know, uh, we saw Brady Kachuk against uh, Tampa have a, a pair of goals. Brady Kachuk has four multi-goal games already this season. Mm-hmm. His career high is five multi-goal games. He did it last year and the year before. He's done it twice. Uh, the most multi-goal games, I don't know if Gavin's going to find the board or not, but the most multi-goal games in Sens history, 24 and under, is held by Marion Hosa at 31. Lexi Ashen is next at 22. Martin Havlett has 20, and Brady has 19. Um, he's done very well for himself. Uh, Brady Kachuk, 19 multi-goal games already uh, in his NHL career. 
Is it's pretty impressive. 40? He's one of those guys, though. If he if he gets one early, you you just have a feeling most nights he's going to get a second, and and he's around the net too much not to not to find a way a lot of times. So um, doesn't surprise me at all. Timmy's got two. Brady's got eight. All right. Brady's eight goals. Got eight. He's got eight so far, doesn't he? Goals, it- yeah. Or, what was our what? yeah I, th- I think i had him for 45 this year he's on pace he's on pace he's that where we're, it's like where are you trying to get to oh, i said he was gonna get i thought he was gonna get over 40 this year hey i i, I want it on record here when you guys Uh-oh. i'm saving this thing all year this is what i did at the beginning of the year okay all With the teams my, yeah my teams are not <laughs> looking good in the Pacific i threw all. mine in the garb i threw mine in the uh, garbage yeah but Chris Kreider is who I picked to lead the Metro division in goals. What's and he he's got? got, he's got eight, I think maybe seven, yeah. but I, I want that on record when I call that at the end of the year, when he does it, that, that's, uh, that I had it right from the get go. That's because Jack Hughes is hurt. Well, I had, I had Hughes for points and MVP of the division. So didn't go great. <laughs> <laughs> didn't go great. Yeah. McDavid, McDavid didn't do well either. So, uh, Hey, talk, talk about, uh, a city with their wig on fire right now about Edmonton. Eh? Oh, I, I feel Jose. better. Yeah, I feel better. How, like, what do you even say about San Jose at this point? So, if you're on the San Jose Sharks and you've just allowed them to score ten goals in back-to-back games, mm-hmm. like, wh- <laughs> what's the mood in that room? You're just pointing fingers, saying, "Well, you are minus five to my three, so you're going first. <laughs> it it de- it depends who you are. If if you're a guy that's just breaking into the league, you're worried as hell right now because yeah. your NHL career might be over very quickly. You're on a team that bad, you could be going down to the minors and never be heard from ever again. Yeah, that's very if true. A, if, if you're an established guy, you want to get the hell out of there. Yeah, I want I want to know what the Hoffs think, and I got I got to shoot the Hoffman a text. <laughs> oh, he, the Hoff, the Hoffs out there, yeah. The yeah. yeah. I got to get a Hoff. Isn't Duclair there too? Am is I the Duke wrong? there too? I didn't realize that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's what happens, eh? These teams, all you hear is who they're losing all the time. Nobody pays attention to who's on the team or what's going it's, on. Oh, the Hoffs there. They're like the uh, the Houston of the NFL. Come in and show us you can still play in the league for half a year, and then we'll get we'll get ready to let you go to a contender. But nobody's taking anybody off that team right now. <laughs> what a mess! I, and Edmonton's a mess too, right? Edmonton, when you're a, considered a Stanley Cup favorite, uh, Bob, <clears throat> um, that uh, and you look the way you do at the moment. Like guys, I understand you're ten games into the year, I, but you you can't. The old saying was, you don't win the Stanley Cup in October, but you can certainly lose it. I just, yeah. tell me that you think Edmonton, I understand there's 72 games left or whatever they played, can turn that around by based on what you have seen. Their goaltending is atrocious. Atrocious. They can't get a save. <laughs> they look like they're just running around. Um, no, I, I severely... Severely disappointed in my pick, and I can't get it back. <laughs> do, I get, do I get to redo anything after the 25-game no. mark? No. No, okay. no, it's in the interwebs forever now. Um, yeah. right. We it's can kinda... reset, but I, I feel like the odds are... We're we to... we getting we get, we get mulligans here? We get yeah, I don't know how to properly do that. Maybe after American Thanksgiving, we we have another look. Because like by that. the, that's, in, that's in three weeks, um, if not less, right? Um, yeah. that's I get it. the week off, right? I'll be in Rosemary Beach, Florida. Uh, no, 
No. no. Uh, pack the mic. Um, All right. You you didn't submit your request to have it off. <laughs> so I forgot you have to do that. <laughs> uh, so. All right, to recap, the sky may not be falling in, in Ottawa, but there's just a lot of frustration that if this was just, I just feel if this was not the same script year after year, we would not yeah. be having this conversation with a four and six team. I can't it's argue. Fair. I can't. I, I, it's no, very I fair. It's, it's, it's very fair. No, it's uh, understand the frustration. Um, you know, you look around the league right now of, of teams that are having success. It's not necessarily the teams that are filled with superstars. And it's team. It, it's it. Well, you look at a team like everyone's like, why is Vancouver doing so well? You look at Elias Peter Peterson, Peterson, whatever you want to call him. Like that guy missed the playoffs for three, four straight years. He had that one big year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden yep. people are ready to ship this guy out of town. Right. Can't play too soft. Now you look you, you look at Vancouver and you look at how they're they got a much older team. They've got guys that just play the right way. Same thing with Vegas. All season just, long, it's they just play the right way. Just listen, Boston. Boston we we thought Boston was going to be there. You go. No, you thought. <laughs> you guys thought. Well, we're we're a team, Bob. Hey, we're supposed I, to have I, each I, other's I, back. I thought. No, no, I I I switched mine last minute. I put them in. I had the right. men. I know. I what? But because again, you don't want to know why? Because yes, because of Jim because Montgomery. Jim Montgomery, and over time, and, and it takes time. Listen, I was in Boston. We were we were getting booed off the ice. Talking about getting booed off the ice. I was there pre Claude Julian, uh, Zidane Chero's first year. It was not a fun building to be in. Booed off the ice. But it takes time to build a team that has culture. Culture just doesn't happen overnight, and you got to build it. And then the players take okay. it, and then all then all of a sudden the players the players take it on, and and you don't even really like coaching is important, but it just it's part of your fabric as a team, and Ottawa's but, just not there yet. So Yorkie, then then we're wasting another year. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I know people don't want to hear this. This this team, the the sale process got dragged on so long, and. Well, look at all the stuff that's happened lately. You've got a, you've got the Pinto situation. You lost the first round draft pick. You fired the general manager. So, a lot of a lot of shits going down here. <laughs> yeah, but but unfortunately, it's coming at the expense of perhaps a season. Hey, hopefully not. Hopefully they can turn this around. Um, but hey, it's right now. You can't paint any any other picture. It's not good. I just, I just want a different voice. I, yeah. This isn't a shot at DJ. I, this isn't the point. I just think this team just needs a different voice. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue that right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious. But I will say, injuries, you, you can't use them as an excuse. But there's some, there's some pretty big ones here. But hey, listen, it's, it's been a while. Um, the, my only point is, if you're going to make a change, you better make sure you have the guy you want because that's you can't thing. be, you can't, yeah, you can't, you, you can't beat right. It's a band-aid situation at this point. You don't have a GM that can go in and make a decision based on Steve Stales, long ten tenure with the team, right? He can't, he has no pulse for it yet. He doesn't understand what the room is like, who, what kind of voice they need. So any, any change would be a band-aid to a bigger one that would have to happen after the yes. year. 
Yes. And However, I, there's been coaching changes that have happened yeah. and they come in and win the Stanley Cup. Like the New Jersey Devils fired, I think it was Claude, uh, with six yeah. games left in the season and brought in Larry Robinson. I think it was Claude. Hmm. Um, they won the Stanley Cup, if I'm not mistaken, that year. I think like, you're right. I think you're just, right. You are right. Yeah. Yeah. I, there just has to be something different because it just well, probably probably same. this in a perfect world yeah. the team would have been sold earlier and there would have been some kind of change made in the summer there, there would yes, have been there, i agree there just there just would have been like even if call it bring in another associate coach just to have a yep. different set of eyes and come yep. in and say hey let's do this or let's do that like i'm i'm pretty sure that would have happened and and then go from there but this just took so long. It's like you, you, you can, you, you got to take measured steps. And one thing I know, and what I'm hearing about this group is they don't want to make knee jerk reactions. Um, and they want to be calculated and they want to be sure of what they do. And I don't blame them like this. Yeah. These are multi-million dollar decisions that you got to make sure you get the right guy. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to throw this. I'll throw this out there though. Okay. Uh, when they were buying the team and it was over, well, the process was almost a year, it felt like. Yeah. Do you not think they had some inclination of perhaps they could what they were going to do in the future? No, they I could have made the change. They could have, but they it's very, very hard to make a calculated decision when you don't know the inner workings of what the coaching staff has to offer. Yeah. You 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 have an idea for sure, but they've probably oh. talked to the people around them and and let's be honest, there was probably a lot of finger pointing going on in that organization when they were taking over. So, <laughs> right. That's just a, I mean, it's a reality. There was probably a lot of finger pointing. So they're coming in and they made one move that had to be made. We understand that why and the repercussions from what happened, but I, I, I just think that they, they're, they're going to be very calculated in the coaching decision. My, my thought process, if I'm them right now is how do I replace the two people around DJ that are going to run the special teams that are going to run the forwards and defense because we have a good motivator. Yes. Maybe we need, maybe we need better hockey minds. I don't think and, DJ is going anywhere right now. See, right. I, I brought up, I brought, I brought up a name, bring this name up all the time. The Boston Bruins had that great season. John Gruden was running the, was running the Boston Bruins D when they had that last year. Now he's the head coach of the Toronto Marlies. So maybe if this would have got done earlier, Maybe John Gruden would have brought been brought over before he took that job with the Toronto Marlies. Because here's the thing: all the top coaches and moves are made in the off season of of the guys that are in demand and the best guys in the game mm -hmm. because teams make their moves. So, unfortunately, like I said, I keep beating a dead horse here. Like it's it's going to take some time, and and things will play out, and we'll see if this team starts winning. And if not, I'm sure the right moves will be made. Um, but, but the worst possible, like I said, the worst possible thing you could do is, is, is bring in somebody that's a bandaid. You don't want to do that right now. No, players I agree. Players would hate the only, it. The only problem with they've made, we can say, Oh, look, they made changes when they replaced Dorian, but the problem that doesn't trickle down to the on ice product, especially now with all the signings happening. Right. So yeah, I just think they just need, just need a voice, somebody somewhere different. And I like, I think DJ is a great motivator. We all talk about. Oh, they love playing for him. I'm tired of that nonsense and that entire yeah. uh, the way that he's viewed. Uh, that may be great, but it doesn't necessarily win you hockey games. I just want somebody in there, one who knows how to play D, 
which is funny because DJ was a defensive player. Um, it's that we find a different, just a voice of some sort. I don't even care if they're on a fucking contract. Just bring in somebody. I don't just, just bring in somebody. Tony Robbins, somebody. I don't care at this point. Somebody <laughs> sign a CTO. <laughs> Coaching trial. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, all right. We'll do it all again tomorrow, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> we're, I got some different notes, but we'll uh, we'll dissect this some more. I have four o'clock tomorrow, by the way, uh, for all you uh, who are anxiously waiting for what's next for Yorkie and I to battle over. Uh, four o'clock well, tomorrow. Hey, we'll see we you weren't. Quiet. We were actually agreeing with one another. I know, but everything, it, but everything it, you said, I agreed with. Agreeing. Well, contempt. of course, you, you, <laughs> you should agree with me. I'm always right. Um, I, had to, I, had to, I had to tweet about it while you guys were going at it. <laughs> I didn't even know. All right. Well, then we'll uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. See you, everybody. Right. Thanks. See you later. Bye, guys. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.